Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the No Normal Show brought to you by Revive. This is where we leave things that are status quo. They're traditional. They're old school. They're boring. We leave them in the dust. We celebrate those things that are new, that are powerful, that are innovative. We celebrate the future, all related to how brands can lead the way in health. I'm your co-host, Chris Bevelo, Chief Growth and Brand Officer at Revive. I am joined, almost as always, by co-host Stephanie Weirwill, SVP of Integrated Marketing at Revive. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining. Also joined, as almost always, I don't know if that's coming out right, but you know what I mean, with co-host Des Duncan, Vice President of Health Equity and Inclusion at Revive. Hello, Des. Good morrow, Chris. Good morrow. We have uh, we have we have some interesting things to talk about today, but first we have some news. Talk about out with the old, in with the new. We're out with the old Chris, in with the new Chris. I, Chris Bevelo, this will be my last no normal show in terms of being a primary host. I'm stepping down. I am have a lot of stuff I have to do at the agency that precludes me from continuing in this capacity. Thank goodness we have a replacement that will far, far supersede me. And that is Chris Wickline. I'm going to read Chris Wickline's bio. Chris has been on the show before, but she's going to step in as a primary host. Uh, Des, I think, is going to take over kind of the chair I'm in. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. She's going to be the main facilitator, but as always, it's usually three amazing voices. And that will now be Des, Stephanie, and Chris Wickline. Chris Wickline, Senior Vice President of Strategy at Revive, the point person for consulting with clients on their business challenges and goals, as well as developing marketing strategy and programs to drive results. Chris is a seasoned marketer with a diverse background in understanding business healthcare, the business of healthcare, including experience in both the payer and provider verticals. Prior to joining Revive, she led the direct-to-consumer marketing and retention functions for an individual health insurance business at Assurant, a Fortune 500 insurer. And as vice president of integrated marketing strategy at HealthGrades, Chris led a team that advised some of the nation's top health systems on integrated multi-channel consumer acquisition and engagement programs. Chris Wickline, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. It's going to be great having you on board. This is going to be a fantastic team moving forward. I will pop in from, from time to time. I'm not going anywhere, but this is going to be great going forward. So let's kick off. We're going to have we're going to have the four of us dive into some stuff, starting with the thing we all want to talk about. Monkeypox. Right? Don't we want to talk about monkeypox? I feel like we have to. I was on a plane last week and thought, oh gosh, should I wear long sleeves and pants so that my elbow does not touch a total stranger and get some monkeypox rubbed off on me? Like, what are the things we should be doing? Help. Exactly. I am considering, should I should I still go to my massage treatment? Should I still go? I have a water park plan next week. Should I still do that? Can I be spread in the pool? This is like pre-early COVID stages 
what do I do? What do I not do? Ah, help. Yes. Well, I've read that you're not supposed to try on clothes at the clothing store. And this shirt that I'm wearing today, when I bought it, I tried it on. It's the first piece of clothing I've tried on in probably three or four years. I mean, I almost order all of my clothes through the mail. I don't go into stores anymore. It's a pain in the butt. This time I'm like, I'm going to try it on. And then the next day it's like, don't try on clothes, which I think that's kind of like not that true or, or dangerous, but I don't know. Chris Wickline, what are you scared of with monkeypox? Oh man. It's, you know, I think, you know, so I, I wanted to figure out what I should be scared about. Right. So I, what do I do? I went to Dr. Google. I typed in Dr. Google, you know, how do I catch monkeypox and autocorrect will give you just a great view of what people are thinking. Right. What are they thinking? What? Give me some examples. Well, Stephanie mentioned them. Pool, right? Pool is one of them. Um, you know, um, trying on clothes is another one, Chris. And I have bad news for you. According to the CDC, there is a possibility that touching clothes or linens that a previously infected person um, had had um, been touching um, could transmit the virus. Excellent. That's a pox upon things. your clothes, your shirt, Chris. <laughs> well, let's talk about let's talk about the power of branding at play here because the 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 actual ailment is pretty nasty, right? Like let's let's be clear. And I think the name is appropriate given that, right? Like if this was called tiger pox, I don't think it'd be quite as scary. If this was called um, monkey V forty three, it probably would be as scary. But you combine pox which is just the most horrible way to describe anything. And then monkey, for some reason, I mean, I suppose if it was like centipede pox, it might be a little different, but boy, does the branding of this disease fit its, fit its delivery, fit its experience. Like we say, it's really that's, important. That's, it's funny. You said tiger pox and I'm like, I, I would like to get that. But <laughs> chicken pox, like everyone, maybe we're just so used to chicken pox, but we also chicken is a big part of most Americans lives. So it's not as scary. I don't You're know. You're saying it's, monkeys it's... aren't? Well, they're all, they're always correlated with some kind of outbreak. When you look at uh, the past movie, especially all the movies of the nineties, it started with, you know, this monkey uh, passing it on the humans. So they like the branding of monkeys is like killed right now. So it does not help that the name is called monkey box. I, I will say, I think we're hearing and seeing our friends, our healthcare marketers who are at the front lines of this, having to almost go back to what it felt like two years ago with now we have to issue press releases and now we have to keep a watch and now we have to monitor the cases. I can only imagine and I'm only hearing the exhaustion. Oh, and the confusion. I mean, we we talked about this in the prep for the show, and I'll probably butcher it, but there was some story I saw somewhere where somebody took a video and shared it of a guy on a subway whose legs were just full-blown monkey pox, and he's standing there in shorts. And you know in the subway, a lot of times when you're standing, you kind of have to stand over people. So he's hovering over somebody who's sitting right in front of him facing him. Somebody pointed it out and said, dude, what are you doing? And he said something to the effect of, well, my doctor said it was okay for me to go out if I was wearing wearing a mask. And you're help. like, well, uh, you got a mask on your legs. I'm not sure that's gonna that's gonna help. Good gravy. 
Well, and it's about perspective too, right? I mean, part of it was, I feel like I was thinking the same thing at the start of COVID. Hey, it's about perspective. You know, it's, it's, you know, small right now. There's only about 6,600 cases in the U S confirmed cases, but I think there's just such a, such a heightened awareness because you know, we're so scared about what happened last time, even though this is not that right. Yeah, these viruses are just a part of our our lives. You know, when you think about some of the past ones, you know, there was, you know, Ebola and the bird flu and others. And it's like at this point, because we did actually go through such a highly contagious version that really, you know, rocked our worlds in the way that hasn't happened since the Spanish flu, you know, we're going to be hypervigilant. You know, we're going to figure out ways and figure out our own safety protocols, but that's something that hospitals and health systems are going to think about as well. It's like, okay, well, what's the the safety precautions um, and protocols for this version of it? Well, and the difference this time too is, you know, certainly with COVID, so many people got COVID and it really was just, you know, no worse than a cold or a flu, which is great, you know, thankful that so many people had it that way. But it's hard to dismiss monkey pox and what you hear about it and what you see about it. it it's, it's, it's completely disgusting looking and it sounds like it's ridiculously painful. So, so even though there may be only 6,600 cases, it's got an outsized impact on our psyche because it looks, yeah, it's like Dustin Hoffman running around in his yellow, his yellow chem, chem suit trying to avoid, he gets the, was it him? Somebody got like the slash in their, in their thing. And then all of a sudden they were exposed with somebody famous, a famous actor in that movie outbreak who had that happen to him. I can't remember who it was, but anyway, so back to the, back to the nineties with, with Des's favorite genre of movies. We better just leave it there. We could spend another 20 minutes talking about it. Uh, by the way, we're going to move on to our next topic, but I just need to let people know that I am in, oh, I don't even know now minute 58 of an online chat session with, with Home Depot where uh, uh, we had some new shower doors to be delivered and they claimed that they were delivered on August 2nd and there are no shower doors to be seen. So I'm in a, in a very long thread and anybody who's been in this knows you don't dare leave the thread because you will have to just start over with somebody else at some other time. So I am monitoring my Home Depot chat. So if I have to jump off if i if i have something fun to share i will share it from me because it's been interesting thus far just letting people know i'll give you an update at the end of the show see if we got this result see if they can find the shower doors wherever they may sit all right with that said and maybe not maybe not unrelated because i would imagine what i'm going through what many people go through with customer service anywhere these days is related to workforce Lack of people. I think I'm actually talking to a real person, not AI. Uh, but we need to talk about this related to our world, which is healthcare. And we have talked about uh, workforce in the past shows. We have talked about why we believe marketing leaders at health systems should be taking a dominant role or a primary role or a more significant role or or heck, any role in helping with this issue because it is the number one issue uh, that, that health systems are facing. So today, what we want to talk about is what what we're hearing back from a lot of our clients and a lot of healthcare marketers in terms of, wait, what? We're supposed to be doing what? Oh, no. So we're going to march through some of the things uh, that we've been hearing and, and give our point of view on it. Uh, so I'm just going to 
I'm just going to throw this out. We got the agenda. I'm just going to throw something out and see who wants to answer it. Are you ready? Okay. So one of the first things that we hear, and this is completely understandable. It's like, what? You expect me to like help with recruitment and retention with the thousand other things I have in my plate today? Ain't nobody got time for that. What do you say, crew, to that? So a couple things. One is the the empathy of understanding and hearing. I think part part of the reason why that's the first reaction is traditionally marketing communications number one job is to drive growth for the organization, drive revenue, create the brand, build the brand, do all the things that come with that. And that's a lot. It is a lot. And right now, keeping revenue and driving revenue is really important, especially, you know, whether it's from a service line marketing or from a health tech standpoint, health tech has really been struggling. So there's a lot to do. Um, And people really played out of their territory over the last two years. And many marketers leaned into public health and leaned into community initiatives and trying to ensure that everyone got vaccinated and that everything was good to go. Um, However, the other side of that coin is part of, especially in a health system, access is required in order to drive growth and revenue. And part of access is employee, um, you know, capacity and, and, and having enough employees and having enough staff. And so the two are so intricately linked, linked that how can a marketer do their job if, this, if we don't have enough staff? It's a challenge. It's definitely something we've been hearing from clients around, you know, like some service line marketing. It's like, we, we need to talk about this. We need to highlight this, but the capacity is, uh, is low, but I know Chris, you, you had some thoughts to jump in there on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's so easy to say, oh, it's, you know, a nursing staff, right. And physicians, we focus a lot on that, but we've, you know, I've, I've heard from some of our clients, look, we can get the clinical staff. Some of the frontline staff is the hardest to get too. So you know, it's, it's an, it's an, it's an all over issue. Right. Um, and I think sometimes, I don't know, I want to think that, that, you know, as a people and as Americans, we're sometimes best in a crisis, right? We do really pull, we do really well pulling together in a crisis and God, isn't, isn't this a crisis, um, for, for our, for our businesses? Yeah. And, and also hearing that from another client around, they felt really galvanized when they were, uh, rallying around COVID and that they really came up with some of these incredible solutions. So maybe this is that other opportunity to rally around something that's going to benefit growth for all facets of the organization. Okay. Okay. So I get it. I, I see why, why we might want to be involved, but I got to be honest with you, right? Like as a, as a marketing leader here at this health system, we don't spend a lot of time in recruitment and retention. You know, that's usually HR's job and, I'm not sure what we could bring to the table. You know, what, what expertise do we have to lend to it? It's not our field. It's not an audience we spend a lot of time with. Uh, what, what, what are we bringing to the table that, that could help? I love, wait, by the way, I love this role playing. Really good. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, it's about fundamental skills, right? So yeah, it is stepping out of the traditional day-to-day work, but you know, we understand how to, um, look at the needs of a, a target group of people and understand what they need and how do we um, how do we construct an offering that meets their need? How do we reach them and engage them in a way where they're going to be and in, with messages that kind of resonate? How do we compel them to act? I mean, 
you know, so a lot of the same underlying skill sets are different. They're just, uh, you know, are the same. They're just applied to, to different audiences. Yeah. You said reach. I would add targeting. Smart targeting. That's what recruiting is all about. Okay. I need this group of this, this role or this series of roles. Who is my customer consumer in this case, potential employee, but same thing. What do I need? Who do I need? Where can I find them? How do I target them? What are the keywords I should target them with? Who do I need to reach out to? Who are the decision makers? All of it's the same. It's the same process. Um, and in many cases, advertising has even become a higher part of recruiting than it used to be. It used to be, well, back in the day, you, you walk into a building and leave your resume, you know, at the front desk. But, um, you know, now it's very much of advertising on LinkedIn and advertising in all kinds of spaces and places indeed and beyond. And so advertising skills are extremely important. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely about that sense of, you know, it's just a different audience. You know, so you can work closely with your talent acquisitions team to understand that audience, gain insights and nuance to how you would tweak the campaign and support, you know, what they're doing, um, as well as what you're needing to do to um, drive growth. So there is that opportunity to, you know, give more uh, details and ideas around that targeting, those efforts to shift messaging and other ways to reach. Because knowing that talent acquisition teams do work with um, uh, recruitment marketing tactics, but there's another opportunity for you to help support that and um, driving more of a you know creative direction and messaging that's going to impact movement on uh, some of these ads that they're seeing out there and drive a person to really want to work for your organization. So again, this is me. This is me as narrator voice. This this does remind me of here at Revive. We take a lot of online training courses that are provided to us, and it reminds me that sometimes they have these terrible cheesy actors that role play. And that's that's what I'm doing. You guys aren't being cheesy; you're being authentic. But I, I'm going to continue in it because it's kind of fun. I love the monotone narrator voice, Chris. It's like the bored narrator. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so so here I go. I'm going to go back to my voice, okay? Wow, I see what you guys are saying. That makes a lot of sense. And I can even see how it might apply to something like brand, where I spend a lot of time in brand. And I think there could be a lot I could bring over uh, when it comes to employer brands, for example, and doing that for recruitment. But you know what? Gee whiz, when I've talked to HR about this, there are sure a lot of things going on in this organization. It sounds like there's a thousand and one different strategies and tactics they're trying. I'm not even sure where to start. Really amp that up. Acting skills. Yeah, let's start with moving out of Leave it to Beaverland <laughs> and moving into the modern era. Oh, I'm oh. sad. So you're saying I don't have a future in film. But seriously, what what there's so many things going on. What how where do I start? Where do I even think about contributing? I, I always love the analogy, and this is kind of dangerous for somebody who really doesn't know much about baseball, but what I perceive about small ball is just a great way to kind of think about it. I mean, so often we're called in, you know, in working with our clients, we see them being called in to solve an immediate challenge, right? Is this any different, right? Come in, make an impact, and then figure out what you need to do on a bigger scale when you have the, the time or opportunity to do it. So I think it's about small ball. What can we do to come in and look at how do we tweak a message? How do we, how do we um, try another channel? How do we, you know, do something different with creative? What little tweaks can we make? Cause those little things a lot of times have big impact. 
Yeah. So I, I want to give some additional examples because that's awesome. Um, I think like a lot of this is the maybe somewhat political or roles conversation about marketing and communications versus recruiting and HR. But um, back to playing to the strengths of, okay, as marketers, you know, we know we know how to reach an audience. We know targeting. We know creative, as Chris just mentioned. So maybe there's a way to collaborate and say, okay, let's look at what's running in market. Let's see how it could be edited or tweaked, to your point, Chris. Let's see what we could test. Could we run some A-B tests? Could we build on some things? Um, and then another one is who do you already have in your ambassador kit, in your advocate kit, who can speak out, who can recruit their friends, right? What are toolkits that current employees could have to be able to reach out to their networks? Um, how could they share either literally on social media or more metaphorically in word of mouth? How can we use them to our best advantage? So all of those are things that can be relatively simply, I'll use the word relative because everything has got to be relative, um, done, right? And I think the point is it doesn't have to be, oh my goodness, we need a wholesale redo. We, we did talk many, many moons and episodes ago about creating an employer brand and about rethinking things. And, and all of that is important and great, but like there are things that can be done today. Wow. You guys really sound like you know what you're talking about. Maybe I could think about bringing you all in to help me. What in what ways could Revive help me with with our workforce issues to get me on the path to solving this giant crisis we face? Well, Chris, comma. <laughs> oh, um yeah, so one one thing that we've been doing at Revive is we've we've got several different ways to think of this. So quick wins is one of them, but there's others. There's there's things like recruitment is is equal if not um, you know very similar to retention. So what are some ways that we can think about retaining folks? Um, so we we very much can partner with marketers to kind of say, okay, like let's try to solve this problem because I think often, again, marketers come up on that issue of I've got to drive growth, but I don't have access. So it's kind of starting with those small things and, and building from there. But Des and Chris, you can probably uh, say smarter things than me. I mean, I think one of the most interesting things is, and we get caught up in this in marketing, is right. We think, okay, we got new, we got to find new patients, we got to do acquisition stuff, and the reality is that we got people in our own ranks. And there was a, a great article, Stephanie, that you found in the Wall Street Journal, that was just inspiring. Thinking about, you know, we have people in lower ranks of healthcare, like CNAs, for instance, that might want to advance, and some of those are also, um, you know racially diverse folks that are looking for opportunities to grow. So it's, you know, it's, we have people among us who, you know, might be, might be looking for opportunities to advance. What can we do there? That's not quote unquote, I'm keeping a nurse. That's I'm building talent, right. In places that I need to, it's kind of a win-win in both scenarios. So I think it's about not just thinking about new all the time and getting new, but what do we do to keep and grow? Yes. 1000%. You know, it's, you know, Definitely a portion recruitment, a portion retainment, um, a portion culture, 
Um, but essentially all of this is going to be unique to your organization. So building that game plan, you know, building that playbook to understand, cause it's, you know, it's conversations we've been having with other clients. There's nuances, but a lot of it is around the same thing of, you know, what can we be doing? Are there other opportunities? Uh, what can we leverage from our existing brand, um, that we can bring into the employer brand, um, and it's going to be ongoing, you know, this, yes, quick wins definitely to get us started. Um, but if you are in a unique position to, you know, lead the way, this could be an opportunity to gain you a seat at the table, you know, from a strategic standpoint of being that leader within the organization that, you know, as marketers, we love to come with solutions. You know, this is an opportunity to really stand yourself up, especially with um, lead strategists in the community or excuse me, in the organization um, to show like, hey, we are a go to entity for anything that you need to help you uh, drive growth for the organization. Wow. This has been a great conversation. Thanks so much for your input. I think I'm ready to take the next step. Thank you for joining our workforce marketing video. For more information, you can reach out to Revive at www.reviveagency.com. And scene. Nice. This absolutely has a future career. It's like half, half workforce training videos, half local local advertising <laughs> that was yeah. fun that was a fun way to do that brought some fun to a very difficult topic we should have done that with monkeypox next time the next outbreak we will do this <laughs> next time on the no normal show oh that outbreak is coming sooner than we think oh enough enough okay that was great you guys thank you um by the way update for everybody the last chat I had was 37 minutes ago. So I said, hey, have you found anything? Because the person I'm chatting with is talking to the delivery company, guess what, via chat. So 37 minutes later, I said, have you found anything? And here's the answer I got. Unfortunately, no, I'm not making this up. Unfortunately, no, I've been on hold waiting on chat support for about 25 minutes. <laughs> This is some kind of interdimensional, like, what's the movie by, what's his name about the dreams? Inception? Is that what it's called? It's like an Inception dream sequence of a never-ending Russian doll chatbot experience. The power of chatbots, man. <laughs> the you irony know. that I'm it's sitting the here for like an hour with somebody on chatbot who's stuck trying to talk to somebody else via chatbot. Should not be lost on anybody. All right. Great way to, to, to get me the hell out of here. I think this is this is a sign that I should be done and that we're, you're going to be in a much better place with Chris Wickline joining each other. So, Chris, thank you for showing up and bearing with us. Now you can move forward without me and my, my local theater acting skills. You're amazing. Stephanie, as always, thank you for joining. Thank you. And we will miss you, but it's it's not goodbye forever. It's a... So long for now. See you soon as a guest on this podcast in the future. Exactly. Exactly. So, Des, thank you as always. Always a pleasure. We'll miss our banter, but I'll find another way to trap you and make you talk about 90s movies. Yes, I look forward to that very, very much. I don't want to miss that. If you want us to talk about something, you got to let us know. Shoot us an email at nonormal at reviveagency.com. We appreciate you leaving us uh, review ratings on iTunes, sharing the show with your friends and colleagues, 
all that good stuff is appreciated. Thank you so much for joining today. Until next time, don't be satisfied with monkeypox. Push the no normal, y'all. Talk to you next time. Three.